0: Today's episode is brought to you by Kangaroo. Kangaroo was created to ensure that everyone has access to home security. Every product Kangaroo makes starts with three questions. Is it simple? Can it be produced at a price that everyone can afford? And is it secure? With Kangaroo, you never pay for unnecessary bells and whistles, and you know your data is going to be secure. The Front Door Security Kit is a simple setup with no tools or techniques required. If you have a Wi-Fi and a smartphone, you can use Kangaroo. Go to heykangaroo.com to learn more. Start keeping your home safe today. And be sure to use the code RingDon for 20% off any Kangaroo complete subscription order.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: Uh, it's me, Tanner. This week, episode we're in Tennessee. How are you guys doing this weekend? Um, by the way, how are you guys doing? Hope you guys enjoyed the last episode of South Dakota. South Dakota with uh, Katie Smith if you haven't checked it out please do share with your friends and share this episode too once you get to listen to it and let me know what you think about it so Tennessee 16th state that the 20 union And was it 19 18 something anyway let's go through a timeline of the Tennessee history before we get to the cryptids and folklore between 3,000 and 900 B.C.E., especially in the territory of Tennessee, evidence exists of primitive people dating back to 12,000 to 15,000 years ago with their attracting glaciers during the Ice Age. The Paleo-Indians were nomadic people that lived in caves and rock shelters, hunting mastodons and caribou. As the climate temperature warmed, vegetation changed with attracted large quantities of moose and deer. Between 3000 and 900 BC, early evidence shows examples of the cultivation of agriculture creating a secure food supply and the group began to combining to form villages. Between 900 and 1600 CE, the peak of prehistoric culture development occurred during the Mississippian culture between 900 and 600 uh, six current era. New strains of corn and beans were cultivated for an increase in the population. Ceremonial mounds were built, sophisticated production of personal items and pottery are indicators of the complex society of the last prehistoric inhabitants of Tennessee. In 1539, Hernando de Soto was born in Spain to a noble but poor family. From a very young age, he learned the strategies of the explorers of the Caribbean and Central America, through was on plundering seizure of slaves. And then, as a captain under Francisco Pizarro he engaged in the conquest of Peru. De Soto landed at what is known today as Charlotte Harbor, Florida, in the Gulf Coast. With a military detachment of 640 volunteers, an average age of 24 years old, selected to establish a Spanish colony near the Mississippi River, along with the men, he brought 200 horses, many dogs, various weaponry, sufficient supplies for the project. Ideally, the location, like Mexico City, would provide the opportunity to pillage silver and gold. Many Europeans had already tried a similar settlement, but none on such a large scale, and none had succeeded. In 1540, after spending the winter in northern Florida, and with news of gold in the direction of the rising sun, he headed northeast in the spring of 1540, crossing Alabama, Georgia, and the Carolinas. With no success of finding gold, he returned to the west entering Tennessee, Georgia, and Alabama, while trying to return to the Mobile Bay to meet his ships. However, in October of 1540, a chief of the Tuscaloosa Tus, tribe uh, banished, ambushed De Soto's army 100 miles from the port. Despite the living, despite of the, of the leaving victorious, De Soto withdrew to the north, past the Tennessee River, so it was managed would be isolated and unable to escape to the ships. First contacts with different Europeans with Native Americans societies had a, had a devastating effect due to the pillaging and the introduction, and uh, introduction of diseases to which the indigenous population lacked immunity. The social order of the Native societies suffered an irreversible change. Those that survived little by little reorganized into tribes that today we know was Greek, uh, Chukta, Chickasaw, Cherokee, and Catawba. During the 150 years after DeSoto, these new tribes moved to distinct regions of Tennessee. Powerful Cherokees settled on the banks of the Hiwassee River and the Little Tennessee River. Chickasaw ruled the lands west of the Tennessee River. The Shawnee settled to the south near the Cumberland River. In 1542, Hernando de Soto dies of a fever in Louisiana. In 1567, the Spanish explorer Captain Juan Pardo was the first to use the word Tennessee during the expedition during the summer of 1567. In 1673, the Europeans resumed exploration of the region. English merchants James Needham and Gabriel Arthur from Charlestown, South Carolina, crossed the Appalachian Mountains. Established trade with Cherokee in eastern Tennessee. The French progressed from the west, led by Father Jacques Maki and the fur trader Louis Doluit, came down to the Mississippi River. Both constructed strong arguments claiming the rise to lands to the west of the Appalachian Mountains. In 1682, the French general Le built Fort Brunhomme, which is near Memphis first structured by a white man in Tennessee. In 1714, M. Charleville, a French trader from New Orleans, established a trading post in Gorge Gorge, uh, called French Lake, which is today's Nashville. In 1730, Sir Alexander Cummings, sent by the British government, negotiated the first treaty between the English and the Cherokee. A group of seven Cherokee chiefs traveled with him to England to declare loyalty to the king. Another explorer, Dr. Thomas Wather, was sent by the Loyal Land Company of Virginia and named the Cumberland Mountains and the Cumberland River in honor of the Duke of Cumberland, the Prime Minister of England. In 1750, history tells us the first person to use the word Tennessee. The current spelling was Governor of South Carolina, James Glenn. Also, it is believed that Andrew Jackson was the one who proposed the name Tennessee when it joined the Union. However, public records indicate that Daniel Smith, Secretary of the Old Southwest Territory, proposed the first draft of the Constitution for formation of the new state called the Name of the New State of Tennessee. In 1756, the mayor Andrew Lewis built Fort Virginia near Equita on Cherokee land. 25 miles southwest of Knoxville. How much time passed before the Nambringans destroyed the fort? The English built Fort Loudon in what is now Bonroor, Tennessee, with intentions of keeping Cherokee loyalty divided. The plan failed, and in 1760, the Cherokee surrounded the fort and finally assassinated most of the captives. In spite of that English disaster, the French lost the war and all their leverage in North America and ceded to the English, who claimed the right to all lands. East of the Mississippi River. In 1761, peace was established between the English and Cherokee. The uh, Lawn Hunters explored eastern Tennessee in a covering gap contracted by the Anderson Company of North Carolina. They are called the Lawn Hunters because of the long period of time of their hunting expeditions up to two years. In 1763, Population of seventeen sixty three forbade all settlement to the west of the Appalachians. In seventeen sixty-nine, the first settler in Tennessee, William Bean, supposedly the first permanent settler in Tennessee, built a cabin on Boone's Creek near the Watuga River. In seventeen seventy, the of native lands, ignoring the British prohibition against settling on Indian lands. Backcountry Virginians and North Carolinians built four different communities in northeastern Tennessee on the Watauga River in North Halston and Nochucky and Carter Valley. The white man's goal was no longer to have trade privileges but to t- take possession of land. These are the beginnings of the race to grab Western lands. One standout as the most ambitious speculators was Richard Henderson of Hillsborough, North Carolina. He managed to organize a treaty with Cherokee. For the purchase of a vast tract of land, which was uh, much of Kentucky and Tennessee, close to 20 million acres, in exchange for six wagons filled with products of a value of 10,000 British pounds. One Cherokee Chief Dragon Canoe, opposed the sale of ancestral lands established to the Sukumuga tribe that harassed the settlement for 20 years. In 1772, the Wetuka Association, a manifesto of self government, which was one of the first constitutions written in North America for those who had moved to the area outside the reach of organized government. The aggressiveness of the settlers in the taking Native American lands created indigenous hostility so that Native Americans sided with the British in the Solomon Conflict. In 1775, the Transylvania Company of North Carolina. Bought a large tract of land from Cherokee. Daniel Boone, who worked for the company, traced a path from Virginia, passing through Cumberland Gap, called Wilderness Road, but was transformed into the principal road for the new settlements. In 1776, the beginning of the American Revolution, the Cherokee offenses was well coordinated against the settlements of eastern Tennessee. The Battle of Island Flats and attack of Fort Caswell. John Sevier famous for his experience against Native Americans, led the Wintokotan settlers, resisted the attack, and with the help of the militia from Virginia and North Carolina, invaded the Cherokee National burned their villages. Signing with the British during the American Revolution was disastrous for the Native Americans because it served the Americans as a pretext for reducing the tribe's military power and enroach further on their land. In 1777, the Commissioner of Virginia and North of Carolina, the a of Long Island Treaty with the Cherokee. Between 1777 and 70, 1778, first six countries of territory. The territory for becoming a state bought to have a political voice and suffered without protection afforded by organized government. The territory was formed by six counties from the west of North Carolina Washington, Sullivan, and Green in East Tennessee, and from East, Davidson, Summer, and Tennessee in the Middle District. After the revolution, North Carolina did not want the expense of maintaining such distant settlements as they were fighting with hostile tribesmen and aid roads, forts, and open waterways. In 1779, Jonesboro was founded, first town founded in Tennessee. Colonel Shelby defeated the Chumagas near now Chattanooga. Henderson, after having acquired his vast property, contracted Robertson and others to investigate the possibility of colonizing it. At the beginning of this year, approximately 300 white prisoners and blacks traveled to the place known as French Lake, what is today known as Nashville. The men were guided by Robertson, while. Dawson led a fleet with women and children downriver by the Tennessee and then up by the Cumberland. The first group of settlers scattered in the central basin in search of land that could be cultivated. For 14 years,
1: they resisted.
0: Violent attacks by the Creek and Chibamoga warriors from villages on the Tennessee River, but they preserved to become the seeds of future communities. After this, after the disappearance of the ingenious threat, the explorers, hunters, and land speculators and traders arrived. Those the farmers who would finance the new population. And there's a lot happening in 1700s. Enter uh, 1783. The counties of Davidson and Green were established in April 18, 1783. In 1784, the State of Franklin, better called the State of Franklin, in honor of Benjamin Franklin, was established. The Western settlers were not re- recognized until this year. They were frustrated by the insensibility of North Carolina, and so they formed a distended state, the State of Franklin, in the area of Jonesboro. John Sevier was named first governor, although being recognized officially, the new state started to function like an independent government. The restlessness of the Tennesseans to achieve independence did not escape the intention of North Carolina that reaffirmed control of the distant counties to the west. The state of Franklin failed politically and by internal divisions between Tennesseans from the east in 1788 ceased to exist. One of the events that precipitated the dissolution of the state of Franklin happened in February of this year. John Sevier, incredibly infuriated by an order of the North Carolina courts, where some of his slaves were seized, stormed the host, House of Colonel Tifton, uh, which is an official of North Carolina, with 150 of his supporters. Tifton had given refuge to a group of slaves. Reinforcements from the Sullivan County arrived to resolve the situation, but not before a gunfight erupted and left two men dead and others injured, injured, uh, disarmed confrontation of Severe against the authority of North Carolina cost Severe his reputation. The story shows how the leaders of Eastern Tennessee settlements were willing to go to, to achieve independence. The fame of Severe for his great military feats and courageous attempts to achieve independence were now known abroad. One of the most interesting observers in the state of Franklin was Don Diego de Cardigi. Uh, who had come to America in 1785, commissioned by Spain as a diplomat in the United States and with the American Congress. Spain had controlled from Louisiana the raids of the Mississippi and the lands to the west of the river. Soon, Gardiki discovered violent res- resentment from the frontiersmen caused by the proposition of the American Republic to transfer the rights of the free navigation of the Mississippi River for twenty five years in exchange for, for reciprocal advantages abroad offered by Spain. The traders of Cumberland and across the region were unhappy and worried they were equally concerned with their dissatisfaction with the central government that allowed absolute control of trade with their resentment against the Spanish domination. When Gardique found out that the armed uprising was severe against North Carolina's authority, he dispatched an emissary to sound the leading men of the communities of Franklin and Cumberland, looking for the possibility of an alliance. The secret emissary was Dr. James White, who had been appointed by the U.S. government as the superintendent of Indian Affairs in the South. White passed information to Don Esteban Miro, governor of Louisiana, that the leaders of Franklin and Cumberland had accepted enthusiastically the proposal by Gabbardique. I'll loyalty to Spain and renounced loyalty to other sovereignty or powers. Satisfied with the secret communication that was received, Rabik informed his government that the settlers addressed diplomatically would be part of Spain in the action. Renewed attacks by the Native Americans in various counties and on the path to Kentucky gave an opportunity for Sevier to reciprocate his lost popularity with a great victory over the Native Americans in his village of Hawaii. It was a common suspicion that the indigenous violence was Cited by the Spanish, one Alexander McGillagre Magu- Magu- Ray- uh, acted as a representative for the Greek Indians, but his tribe under the pressure of the Spanish in 1784. And sponsored letters by Garbadique requesting the application of pressure to prevent barbaric attacks, Sevier and Robertson read between the lines and re reinformation on secret Spanish proposals. With new inspiration, Sevier responded to the propositions of Dr. White. Serious events, truly cloak and dagger theater, have included with, when North Carolina releases Southwest Territory to the federal government, limiting all possibility of materializing intentions of Spanish domination. What is a secret? Oh my god. There's like a secret coup to the like, Spanish take control of Tennessee. In 1788, the state of Franklin ceases to exist. In 1789, North Carolina ratified a new constitution of the United States. George Washington was named to political prominence and landowner William Blount as territorial governor. North Carolina relinquished the western lands of future Tennessee to the federal government. North Carolina had used these lands to compensate revolutionary soldiers. And in the Secession of 1789, it reserved the right to continue transferring lands to its veterans and territory of Tennessee. William Blount was named the only government of the territory of the United States south of the Ohio River. Uh, This territory was divided into three districts, two for eastern Tennessee and a district around Cumberland. Each one with its own court, military, and administration. In spite of the prohibition of the federal government to occupy native lands, it produced a rise in land speculation and a race to amass and claim rights to large pieces of land to the west of North Carolina. The first political leaders at Tennessee, Blount, Sevier, Henderson, and Andrew Jackson were dedicated to land speculation. In 1792, the land the Indian, the Indian ravages. The continued illegal occupation of Native American lands by the settlers resulted in the Indian Wars of 1792. Cherokee, Cherokee and Creek warriors launched violent and repeated attacks on the Cumberland villages. The counties of Jefferson and Knox were established on June 11, 1792. In 1794, James Robertson, a leader in the Cumberland military, invaded the land of the Chickamauga in the Nickajack Expedition. Burn the villages and eliminate the threat in this region. Other tribes ended the attack based on the warning of the same con- con- consequences as Cherokee and the Creek. County of Sevier was established on September 10, 1794. In 1795, Territorial Census government, Governor Blount organized a constitutional convention in Knoxville. Delegates from all counties prepared a state constitution and declaration of the De- Democratic with the intent of proposing an application between the Congress to be admitted to the Union. In the region of Memphis, during the summer of seventeen ninety-five, the Spanish governor of Louisiana, Manuel Gas uh, Gil- de Lemos, acquired Chickasaw Indian lands. On Chickasaw Hill, to the south of Wolf River, he constructed Fort San Fernando of the Baracas, giving Spain control of the waterways of the Mississippi River until 1797 when it was abandoned according to the Treaty of P- Pinckney. The Spanish dismantled the fort removing the iron. Ruins passed unnoticed when the city of Memphis was signed 20 years later. In 1796, Tennessee became the 16th state of the Union. Blount and William Cock were named senators and Andrew Jackson was named rep- representative. The M- medical industry of Tennessee was founded with the smelting of Cumberland of James Robertson. Counties of Montgomery and Robertson were established on April 9th, Ranger on April 22nd, Cock and Union on October 9th. The, margu- the migration increased from the east diminished into indigenous dangers. Trees with the Cherokee and the Chickasaw opened fertile land for settlers in central Tennessee and the plateau of Cumberland. Tennessee became a door to the West. Between 1790 and 1800, the population of Tennessee tripled. In 1800, Tennessee had a population of 105,602. In 1799, the counties of Smith, Williamson, and Wilson were established on October 26, 1799. In 1801, the county of Claiborne was established on October 29th. Andrew Jackson and Roan were established. Anderson, Jackson, and Roan were established on November 6th. In 1903, the counties of Dixon, Rutherford were established. October 21st, Stewart uh, and Stewart on November 1st. In 1806, the counties of Campbell, Orson, and White were established on September 11th. In 1807, the counties of Maury were established on November 16th, uh, Warren in November 26th, Lesto and Rhea on November 30th, Redford and Franklin on December 30th. In 1809, William Blount was named Governor of Tennessee from 1809 to 1815. The county of Humphreys was established on October 19th, Giles and Lincoln on November 14th. In 1810, the population of Tennessee increased since the 1800 by 250%, from 85,000 to 250,000, African Americans now make up 20% of the general population. In 1812, the relations between the indigenous and the colonels began to deteriorate due to the continued violation of treaties and the illegal capture of land. The indigenous conf- confederation, uh, confederation was headed by Tuskemoosh and his brother, the prophet. The prophecy was then that the Earth would tremble and announce the coming struggle that was hoped to have ended with the colonization of the Whites and seemed to confirm when there was an intense earthquake that impacted Tennessee from the West. A seismic event reversed the waters of Tennessee, uh, waters of the Mississippi, creating Real Foot Lake. What? There was an earthquake that, like, reversed the river? That's crazy. The British government encourages and supplies the Jews uprising. In June of the 8th, this year, war is cleared against Great Britain. In 1813, the attacks of the Creek restakes at Fort Mims in Alabama, where 240 men, women, and children died. Governor William Blount recruits 2,500 volunteers that under the command of Andrew Jackson, began a command against the Creek. The final battle at Horseshoe Bend, Jackson finally defeats the powerful military of the Creek. Andrew Jackson, now risen to the rank of Major General of the Army of the United States, and his lieutenants William Carroll and Sam Houston gained national prominence. With the Battle of Mobile and Pensacola, Jackson succeeded in expelling the British marches towards New Orleans. The invention of the cotton gin during this period contributed to the increase of cotton plantations in central Tennessee. The crops that depended on a lot of manual labor, like cotton and tobacco demand for slaves, increased by 1830. Thirty, there were seven times seven times more slaves west of the Cumberland Plateau than in East Tennessee. In eighteen fifteen, Battle of New Orleans, Jackson definitely definitively defeats General Sir Edward Pinkman, who dies on the battlefield along with hundreds with hundreds of his troops. In eighteen seventeen, the counties of Morgan, October fifteenth, Lawrence, October twenty-first, Marion, November 20th, and Wayne, November 24th, are established. In 1818, Jackson campaigns in Florida against the Seminoles. Spain cedes the territory of Florida to the United States. A treaty with the Chickasaw Indians by Jackson and Isaac Shelby of Kentucky extends the immigration line of Tennessee to the west along the west until the Mississippi River. In 1819, the Panic of 1819, a violent Economic depression ruins the majority of banks and individuals. Elo Ambry established in Jonesboro the first newspaper in the United States that is dedicated to the liberation of slaves is called the mission intelligencer and later the emancipator. Of the 95 already established counties in Tennessee, 36 are foreign between 1796 and 1819. Nashville is already one of the principal cities of the Upper South. 80% of the population. Tennessee works in agriculture, counties of Hamilton, October 21st, 25th, Harding and Monroe, November 13th and Shelby, November 24th are established. The last native um, 19, in 1820 the last Native Americans were pushed into the southeast of Tennessee. The east of Tennessee transformed into the center of abolition. The first steamships ar- arrived in Nashville. In 1824, Tennessee begins to emerge to the age of the cultural and intellectual frontier. Nashville transforms into a center of education and arts in the South. Publication of music collected in the period of permanent conservation of traditional songs of America. In 1826, In 1806, uh, Nashville became the first state capital. Knoxville was the state capital since 1796. The General Assembly that has met in Mercyboro since 1812 moves definitely to its current seat in Nashville. <coughs> Agriculture continues to be the predominant industry in Tennessee, including <coughs> <coughs> food downriver to the southern states that were concentrating their production on cotton and had to import their food. In 1828, Andrew Jackson is elected president of the United States. Jackson brings a fundamental change to the politics of the White House, had, had previously been dominated by the ortocrats of Virginia and New England. With Jackson, the standard passed to the heroes of the con- common man, no candidate in the future would be able to be elected president without counting on the support of workers and farmers. In 1834, the Constitution of Tennessee is amended. Police slaves are not allowed to vote. In 1835, Jackson refused to comply with the decision of the Supreme Court that protects the autonomy of Cherokee. Georgia, Georgia continues to allow the eviction and separation of the ancestral lands. A group of Cherokee signs a treaty of extradition, but if it was giving up their lands, in 1838, the Army of the United States to evict them. This is in the painful trek, the Trail of Tears. A small group of Cherokee refused to obey the force of eradication and escaped into the Smoky Mountains. Their descendants still live there. In 1836, David Crockett dies alongside 130 other men in the Battle of Alamo in Texas. In 1840, in this decade, Tennessee becomes the main producer of corn and pigs in the county. The diversification in the agricultural production of Tennessee makes the state the principal provider of foods for the southern states that concentrated their agricultural economy in the production of cotton. In 1845, architect William Strickland of Philadelphia comes to Nashville to design and construct a new state capital. James K. Polk is elected president of the United States. In 1850, Nashville transforms into the important center of education and arts in the South. Music was already an important field since 1824, that made it po- impossible to converse the traditional of America, and the University of Nashville is well known as one of the most prestigious colleges of medicine in the, cou- in the country. Tennessee doesn't still doesn't possess any railway mileage. Commerce of the state was transported by principally by boat or land routes. In 1860, more than 1,200 miles of rails had been laid. In eastern Tennessee. The mining industry grows in this area thanks to the railroad next to the east coast. Abraham Lincoln is elected president. His anti slavery position is seen in Tennessee as potentially disastrous, especially in west Tennessee, where the large capitals had invested in the slave industry. The movement towards secession begins. In 1861, beginning of the American Civil War, the American Civil War. Began on April 12th or on 13th, 1861, when the Confederates in Charleston, South Carolina bombed Fort Sutner that was occupied by Union forces commanded by Major Robert Anderson. When An- Anderson saw the Confederates exceeded them in number and arms, he opted to surrender the fort to the demands of the Confederates. There was no loss of lives in exchange of fire, but after the battle, the general opinion was that of going to war. President Lincoln solicited seventy five thousand volunteers to detain the rebellion, caused four other states to unite the session from the Confederation. The Civil War had begun. In the beginning, Tennessee showed little enthusiasm for separating from the nation, with which they had shared sacrifices for so long. In eighteen sixty, they gave given their support to John Bell of the Constitutional Union Party, one of the three candidates for the Presidency of the United States, who were defeated by Abraham Lincoln. Tennessee was divided into three zones on the question of the emancipation of slaves. East of Tennessee, with its center in Knoxville, was Unionist in favor of op- abolition. The west of Tennessee with its center in Memphis, Confederate and defended the rights of slavery, and the center of Tennessee th- th- as capital of Nashville was equally divided, referring to find a solution through dialogue. Uh, Isham G. Harris, the governor, between 1857 and 1862, called Assembly General of General Tennessee to an emergency meeting in January of eighteen sixty one after attacks by the Union at Fort Sutner, downstream union and a President Lincoln for the warlike action. This time the vote of the Central Tennessee favored secession and the state joined with the Confederation. Out of the ten Southern Secession states, Tennessee was the last to withdraw from the Union. Eleven states formed the Confederate States of America, South Carolina, Mississippi, Florida, Alabama, Georgia, Louisiana Texas, Virginia, Arkansas, Tennessee, and North Carolina. In 1862, Battle of Donald- Donaldson. The Battle of Fort Donaldson, the 11th or 16th of February, 1862, was fought shortly after capture of Fort Henry on the 6th of February. Grant, after capturing Fort Henry on the Tennessee River, marched his troops overland 12 miles to Fort Donaldson on the Cumberland River and a battle was fought from the 11th to the 16th of 10 February, 1862. This victory opened the Cumberland River as an avenue for the invasion of the South by Union forces. It also elevated Brigadier General Ulysses S. Grant to mission of notary the rank of Major General and her name nicknamed Unconditional Surrender. On the morning of the 15th, February, the fort was surrounded by the Unionist forces, and Brigadier General John B. Floyd, who was in command of the Confederates, launched a surprise attack against Grant's army, searching for an escape route. Despite taking a good advantage, he ordered his troops to turn to the fort. Early on the sixteenth, Floyd and his second in command, Brigadier General Clinton J. Pillow. Turn it down! General Gideon J. Pillow handed over command to Brigadier General Simon Bolivar Buckner, who accepted the conditions of unconditional surrender from General Grant. The Battle of Shiloh, also called the Battle of Pittsburgh Landing, was an important battle in the Western Theater of the Civil War. This battle was fought the sixth and seventh of April, eighteen sixty-two, in the southeast of Tennessee, and an Union Army under the command of Major General Ulysses Us- S. Grant infiltrated Tennessee by way of the Tennessee River and camped on Pittsburgh Landing on the west bank of the river. Confederate forces under the command of General Albert Sidney Johnson and PGT Burgard Bur- Bur- had several success on the first day, but were defeated on the second day of the battle. The first day of the Confederate attack, the objective of forcing the Union. To retreat to the river towards the marshes of Owl Creek. The judges were defeating Grant's Tennessee Army for the expected rival of the Ohio Army of Major General Don Carlos Bull. Uh, in a Confederate confusion during the battle, the units retreated towards the northeast towards Pittsburgh Landing and were regrouped in defensive positions under Brigadier General Benjamin M. Prentiss and W. H. L. Wallace. General Johnston died the first day of the battle, and Beauregard decided not to continue the offensive that night. General Buell's reinforcements, reinforcements and Grant's army arrived that night and reversed the situation the commanders of the Union launched a counterattack. The Confederates were forced to retreat from the bloodiest battle in the history of the United States and lost the hope of blocking the Union's advance towards the north of Mississippi. First Battle of Murfreesboro 10th of June 1862 Major John Major General Don Carlos Buell at the head of the Army of Ohio gained a slow advance toward Chattanooga had been under the threat the seventh and eighth of June by the force versus the Brigadier General James S. Neely. In to the threat, the Confederate government sent General Forrest to Chattanooga to organize a cavalry brigade. In the month of July, the Confederate conf- Cavalry under command of Forrest and Colonel John Hunt Morgan made incursions and attacks on central Tennessee and in Kentucky. Forrest departed from Chattanooga the 9th of June with two cavalry regiments and combining with other units on their way created a force of 1,400 men. The principal objective was to attack Murfreesboro, an important railroad resupply center for the Union Railroad from Nashville to Chattanooga. At dawn on the 13th, July. The garrison in Murfreesboro was camped in three locations around the city and included detachments of four units, infantry, cavalry, and artillery, under the command of Brigadier General Thomas Turpin Critton, who had arrived on the 12th of July, between 415 and 430 in the morning of the 13th of July. Four surprise Union squads at Woodbury, east of Murfreesboro, rapidly invaded a federal hospital in the camp of the attachment of the 9th Regiment of Pennsylvania Cavalry. Other Confederate troops attacked the other camps of the Union Command, prison, and the headquarters. When after they arrived, all the units had surrendered to Forrest. The Battle of Stones River In the south, simply the Battle of Murfreesboro was fought the 31st of December 1862 to the 2nd of January 1863. Major... General William S. Rosecrans, on the head of the Covenant Army, marched from Nashville to Murfreesboro, on 26th of December to confront the Army of Tennessee, led by General Braxton Bragg. While the important battles of the Civil War, the one at Murfreesboro resulted in the highest percentage of fatalities on both sides. Although the results of the battles was, was inclusive, Union Army drove back two Confederate attacks and the subsequent retreat of the Confederates was a very necessary incentive for the a union at the defeat of the Battle of Fredericksburg, Virginia in 1862. Uh, they denied the Confederate aspirations of trolling central Tennessee. Ah, uh, Chattanooga Campaign The Chattanooga Campaign was a series of maneuvers and the battles during October and November of 1863 after defeating General Rosencrantz at the Battle of Ch- Chickamauga in September. Confederate Army under command of General Braxton Bragg besieged Rosenkrant's forces by occupying key high terrain ar- around Chattanooga. Major General Lucius S. Grant had been given the command of the Western forces for and reinforcements arrived with him in Chattanooga, from Mississippi, and also from the east. After opening a supply corridor for troops and animals that had been deprived of supplies, Grant's army repelled a Confederate counterattack at the Battle of the 28th and 29th of October, 1863. 23rd of November, Army of Cumberland, under command of Major General George H. Thompson, managed to gain the high ground at Orchard Knob while part of the Tennessee Army, under the command of Major General William T. Sherman, maneuvered to launch a surprise attack on the right flank of Bragg at Missionary Ridge. 24th of November, Troops arrived from the east under command of Major General Joseph Hooker and defeated the Confederates in the Battle of Lookout Mountain and began a maneuver towards Bragg's left flank in Rossville. the 25th of November, Sherman's attack on Bragg's right flank made little progress. With the tensions distracting Bragg's attention, Grant authorized Thomas' troops to advance the center of the line of the Missionary Ridge. A combination of misunderstood orders and the pressure of the tactical situation, resulted in Thompson's troops gaining the top of Missionary Ridge, putting the Tennessee Army in flight and retreat to Dalton, Georgia. There, finally, the Confederates managed to successfully stop the Indians in the Battle of Ringhold Gap. defeat defeated eliminated the last Confederate control in Tennessee and opened the doors to the invasion of the Deep South and Atlanta campaign by General Sherman in 1864. Battle of Fort Pillow in 1864. Fort Pillow was located 40 miles to the w- north of Memphis and had been constructed by Brigadier General Gideon Johnson Pillow in 1862. Both sides used it during the war, and the Confederates had evacuated it during the fall of New Madrid on an island. Number 10 to the Union who had occupied it since. 16th of March, 1864, Major General Nathan Bedford Forrest launched an offensive to the west of Tennessee and Kentucky. The objective was to short the Union waterway defenses from Paducah, Kentucky to the south of Memphis. The Battle of Paduke was the 25th of March and caused great losses to the city and to military supplies to the Union. They set off to Fort Pillow, search of the and horses they needed. Fort Pillow was protected by troops of 600 men, black and white, many of whom were liberated slaves. The attacks by Forrest began at 10 a.m. and was brutal and without cease. Close to 3.30 p.m., General Forrest ordered them to surrender. response was negative and General Forrest ordered the final attack. It was at that moment that what is described as the massacre of Fort Pillow began, when soldiers, women, and children were in indiscriminately killed by bayonet, saber, and gun. From there, the war cry, Remember Fort Pillow was born for black soldiers, unifying them to struggle without cease against death. The Battle of Nashville The Battle of Nashville was a two-day battle during the Franklin campaign. Nashville represented an end of great escalation in the conflict in the Western theater of the American Civil War. It took place in Nashville, Tennessee, the 15th and 16th of December 1864, when the Confederate Army of Tennessee, under Lieutenant General John Bell Hood, and the Federal forces, under the command of Major General George J. Thompson, and one of the largest victories achieved by the Union Army during the war, Thomas attacked and routed Hood's army, largely destroying its capacity as a battle force. In 1865, the Civil War ends. Former Vice President Andrew Jackson is now President. Former former Vice President Andrew Johnson is now President. And falls to the difficult task of reunifying the North with the South. The Ku Klux Klan forced in Pulaski with Confederate War veterans. General Nathan Bedford Forrest serves as the Grand Wizards of the Vigilante Organization and the Terrorist Population with its dream ideology. Tennessee is the first of the southern states to be remitted by the Union on the twenty fourth of July of that year. Fisk University is founded in Nashville as a college of higher education originally for recently freed slaves. In eighteen sixty eight, the House of Representatives votes to denounce introduction and challenges him to court. The following year, Johnson resigns and retires to his house in Greenville. In eighteen seventy, the state constitution is amended. In 1873, the University of Vanderbilt is founded in Nashville. It was named in honor of Cornelius Vanderbilt, a businessman who did a million dollars to construct and retain the institution. Cornelius Vanderbilt was born in New York in 1794. He began his fortune in transport systems, first creating a service from State Island and later to California and France. Then he made a change to railroad and at the time of his death created an important transportation system in America. He was one of the most Successful American capitalist of the century. During the Civil War, he did a Vanderbilt steamboat government of the United States and the funds for the T- foundation of Vanderbilt University. Andrew jo- Johnson dies of a heart attack, the only ex president to have returned to serve in the U.S. Senate. In 1878, of the 19,600 residents of Memphis, 5,200 of them died in a yellow fever epidemic. In 1879, Blout College transferred to the University of Tennessee. Blout College, the essence of the University of Tennessee, was established in Knoxville in 1794, two years before Tennessee became a state. Blout College was located close to the West State Commercial Center of Knoxville and was characterized, characterized by being non-sectarian, which was very uncommon for an institution of higher learning during the time. The university has continued to be non-demotional, known as being the oldest university in the west of Appalachians. From the beginning, Plant College was only for men, as were the majority of colleges during the times. This restriction was eliminated in 1892, when the first women students were admitted. The university has been co-educational since then. In 1897, the state of Tennessee celebrated its centenary, though a year later with the Great Exposition in Knoxville. The Sentinel Exhibition of Tennessee was the last expression of the Golden Age of the High South. A demonstration of industrial technology and in paper-mache versions of the world's wonders, a of Na- Nashville was constructed of bone, wood, and brick. Re- reconstructed in concrete after 1920, it still remains still as an attraction in the city. During six months that it was in the Sentinel Park exhibition attracted t- almost 2 million visitors, of the speckler of the southern rest creation. Governor Robert Taylor said, some of those who saw the ruins of our land 30 years ago will appreciate the fact that we have built miracles. In 1909, pre- prohibition of a call of production for one year. In 1914, World War I begins. In 1916, invention of the tow truck. The tow truck industry has Beginning in 1916 in the city of Chattanooga, after Ernest Holmes Sr., a native of Chattanooga, helped a friend to recover his automobile with three posts, pulley, and chain hooked to the chassis of a 1913 Cadillac. After patenting his design, Holmes began the manufacture of tow trucks, called Wreckers, accessories for sale to mechanic garages for cars. Whoever else had interest in covering or towing crashed vehicles or with mechanical problems. His first factory was a little local one on Market Street, a few blocks. With the expansion of the automobile industry, Holmes' business grew, and eventually his products gained a world reputation for quality and capacity. Ernest Holmes Sr. died in 1943, and his son, Ernest Holmes Jr., took charge of the company to in 1973. That year, the company was sold to the Dover Corporation, and then that same year, the grandson of the founder, Gerald Holmes, Left the company and saved a new one named Century Records. He constructed the factory in neighboring Ottawa, Tennessee and quickly transformed to competition for the original company with its hydraulic system trucks. In 1918, the 9th of July in Nashville, 101 people died and 171 were wounded, the ruined worst training accident in the history of the United States. Corporal Alvin C. York kills more than 20 Germans and forces. 132 others to surrender. The 8th of October in 1918, close to Chateau Society in France. This earns him the Congressional, him the Congressional Medal of Honor. In 1922, the first radio stations in Tennessee, WNAB, begins to transmit from Knoxville. In 1925, the radio transmission of the Grand Ole Opry begins in Nashville. The 10th of June, Tennessee adopts a new book on the study of biology, the theory of radio. Evolution. Okay. Uh, Pref- Professor John T. Scopes is declared guilty of violating the state's law that proves the teaching of the theory of evolution. The Monkey Trial, as it was called, attracts world attention with two surveys, William James Bryan and Clarence Darrow, filed in court. They find scores $100, in, but the penalty was annulled due to a minor legal error. In 1928, President Calvin Coolidge, six of March, signs the legislation that creates the National Military Park Fort Dawson National Battlefield on site of the first important victory of the Union in the Civil War. In 1933, the federal government established the Tennessee Valley Authority to reserve and developed the resources in the Tennessee River Valley. In 1935, Elvis Presley is born on the 8th of January in Tupelo, Mississippi. In 1939, the network transmitted for the first time from the Grand Opry. In 1941, Glenn Miller and his orchestra recorded Chattanooga Choo Choo in Hollywood on the 6th of May it is an immediate and tremendous success. The federal government began to construct an atomic energy plant in Oak Ridge, they began to work in, to build an atomic atom bomb. Aretha Franklin, Queen of Soul, is born in Memphis. In 1943, on the 5th of June, the Grand Ole Opry moves to Ryman Auditorium, the mother church of country music. In 1948, the first television station in the state, WMCT TV in Memphis, new state elections denied controls to political boss E.H. Crump. In 1949, the American Museum of Atomic Injury inaugurated in Oak Ridge on the, north on the 19th of March. In 1950 to 1953, 10,510 students volunteered to serve in the Korean War. In 1952, Sun studio in Memphis made its first rock-and-roll recording. The state Constitution is the mandate of freshly graduates from L.C. Hughes High School in Memphis, the 14th of June. In 1955, the Opera operates transmitted on television for the first time. First of December of the year, Rosa Louise McCarley Parks refuses to obey the bus driver uh, who orders her to give her seat to a wife passenger. The fine action of Rosa Parks triggered the bus boycott in Montgomery and transformed her into an icon of resistance to racial segregation. In 1956, the National Guard is called to control racial determinants when 12 African-American children were admitted to schools in Clinton, Tennessee. Elvis personally appears for a second time on the Milton Berle Show. Mexico Star Theater, seeing Heartbreak Hotel, critics say that his acts appear like an Aboriginal dance. In 1958, Elf Presley presents himself for military service. Number U.S. 53310761 is all soldier in the army. Uncle Sam will lose half a million dollars in taxes for each year of Elvis' military service. Between 1960 and 1963, Cross uses the minute two times. In 1967, the law prohibiting the teaching of the theory of evolution is overturned. A state Community College in Columbia is established. In nineteen sixty eight, having brought a rifle in Birmingham, Alabama, sniper Earl Ray assassinates civil rights leader Martha Sniper Earl Ray uh Assassin's civil rights leader Martin Luther King Jr. on the balcony of a motel in Memphis the fourth of April, provoking violent protests in many cities. In nineteen seventy, the consensus the census indicates that the population of Tennessee is three million nine hundred and twenty six thousand and eighteen. Winfield Dunn is the first Republic Republican elected governor of Tennessee in fifty years. In nineteen seventy-two, new amendments new amendment to the Constitution. In nineteen seventy-six, Alex Haley wins the Pulitzer Prize for Literature and National Acclaim for his work, Roots, has been translated into more than thirty languages. Alex Haley is also called the co-author of the Autobiography of Malcolm X. In 1977, Ellie Pre- Ellis Presley dies in Memphis. James Earl Ray, assassin of Martin Luther King Jr., is from the Berkshire Mountain State Prison on the 10th of June, along with six other convicts, but is recaptured on the 13th of June. In 1978, the Constitution is again amended. In 1980, Tennessee reaches a population of This is an increase of 17% above the census of 1970. In 1982, Energy Makes the World Go Around is the theme of the World Fair in Knoxville. In 1987, General Motors opens a new automobile plant for the Southern Versatile Corporation in Springfield. In 1991, the National Museum of Human Rights in Memphis is inaugurated in the same place as the Lorraine Motel where Martin Luther King was assassinated, 4th of April of 1968. In 1992, Albert Gore Jr. was elected vice president of the United States. In 1994, the publishing Tennessee reaches 5175240 highest in the United States. 1998, the University of Tennessee football team wins the national championship. In 2002, the, the National Museum on Civil Rights inaugurates expansion that includes Messi Brewer's boarding house in front of Lorraine Motel, where Earl Ray used it as a hunting rifle to assassinate Martin Luther King. And in 2010, Turtle reigns on the 1st and 2nd of May caused the worst flood in the history of the state. Can yeah, I remember that? Uh, all my friends, friend of my mom's, like her, there's so raining that at her like house. It was like staying on her roof, you know?
1: All right. Oh, uh, the history
0: of Tennessee. I guess like, it. I miss something, let me know. Yell at me, yell at me in the comments. So uh, someone found on Reddit of uh, Goldman of Red Ash. The post by uh, Nick T66 T666. It was Valentine's Day 2013 when a friend of mine wanted to take a walk and hang out. Since we had nothing better to do, we decided to take a walk out to Red Ash. A very haunted and creepy place, especially after dark. We had plenty of daylight walking down the desert road, looking at the scenery, joking around and riding our skateboards. We had walked about five miles, then began to heading back. About halfway out, it was completely dark. No streetlights, nothing. Only our phones. There was something rustling in the forest, surrounding us. A friend shined his phone, and what we saw almost made us die of fear. Nearly nine foot tall, with a pentagram on his forehead, stood this goat-like creature. We ran immediately when he started coming towards us, and luckily we escaped. I never returned to that place again, and after dark also wouldn't recommend it with other stories of Red Ash, Tennessee. That's one story I found. Yeah, I think it's a... Page another story about Red Ash another story one about Red Ash caught my attention as well supposedly a local satanic group ran people out of the cemetery this is from uh battling demon starters one man's fight against evil spirits by Brandon Bunch Bonston ah uh, it was another story one about Red Ash caught my attention as well supposedly a local satanic group ran people out of the cemetery Got information from one source saying that they called themselves the Immortals. There were stories about a paranormal group investigating the cemetery. but the Immortals appeared, they chased the group out of the cemetery miles down the road, out of Red Ash to the closest convenience store. When a terrified team pulled into the store, so did the scientists. The Immortals then threw a dead cat on a car, threatened them, and warned them never to return.
1: If you like weird and strange history as much as I do, then I have the podcast for you. I'm Jason Horton, host of Strange Year. Each episode, I break down the strange history and cultural happenings during that year, like 1977, The Wow Signal, 1963, Three Tramps Theory, 1844, The Millerite Movement, 1997, The Phoenix Lights, 1896, The Shortest War, 2004, Benjamin Kyle, 1518, The Dancing Plague, 1985, The Move Bombing, 1972, Remote Viewing. So to get your weekly weird history fix, pause the podcast you're listening to right now and subscribe to Strange Year wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: Uh, after a few months I was finally able to investigate a place I've been dying to see right the cemetery in Carreville, Tennessee. Not only was there a cemetery to investigate, escape. Haunting also been poured through the nine-mile stretch leading up to the cemetery. The area was very secluded and heavily wooded. Everything I read about the place was intriguing, and all stories abound. Paranormal experiences have signs of all along the road, leading to the, the, leading to the area. In addition, someone is said to the fallen to their death from a cold tower. However, the most famous legend, and the main reason I want to go, is this an alleged goat man. It sounds funny, but apparently this was some 8-foot-tall man with a goat head to which a pentagon was carved. Carved? The goat man was mainly spotted in the cemetery tucked away in the middle of the woods. Just by searching on the internet, you can find stories and so much more about the hauntings in Carryville. I was determined to find out if the goat man was real, real or just a myth. That was what Brandon Boston wrote about Carryville in the red, Hat, in the red Hat
1: cemetery. Oh. Here is something
0: called the Car's Creek Critter. In June of sixteenth, nineteen sixty six, Leaping Lena, a hyena in the Robertson County Times, the boys had to pump Deputy Sheriff Malcolm Wickerson pretty hard to get the information on the environment out of him. Wickerson figured nobody would believe him he said his dogs came running back to him and after seeing it they were plump scared. Talking around is that the barment chases rabbits and other forms of livestock. Form, farmer Joe Burr first part of seeing the weird looking crater. Since then, many persons have admitted they thought they were having delusions. The latest rumor is is, as is that so called barment is a roaming hyena escaped from the circus. As far he's had a last breath. on June twenty third, nineteen sixty six. Crater from Cars Creek, elusive. Dogs, dogs Afraid of Unseen Prowler The strange unseen Critter from Cars Creek apparently Is on the prowl again Buck Evans was feeding, this, was feeding Hogs this past week In the area when something scared The porkers And sent Buck running to the telephone For help He too had been hearing tales about a varmint roaming around in Robertson County And it is strange indeed When hogs won't eat we got a report from Buck and Sal about fourteen men," said Sammy Lee, a member of the Robertson County Civil Defense Unit. Two of the searchers, who combed the creek bed and China area around Carr's Creek, said they heard something go by them and take two water. To water. Oh, man. Sammy said the men were identified as his brother Walter and Ronnie Richer. No one can boast of having seen the critter, at least not long enough to give a description of the animal that is causing a fur in the county. But Samuel Lee says that the track look like they were made by a large dog's paw. Only boasting claws were found by the searchers. I say the prints we saw were made by an animal of around 100 pounds, he said, depending on whether it was running or walking. Could it have been a huge flying bird of prey, perhaps it's flying that it keeps anyone from getting to look at the varmint. I don't think it has been sent seen by supposed to have destroyed some small animals in the Cars Creek area, Sammy said. Several so say they heard it scream like a wild cat or panther. It may be a large bobcat. Dogs appear frightened by the strange beast which has so far avoided description and capture. Sammy's dog, a mixture of collie and spits, was recently found howling outside the screen door. He acted like he had just been whipped, Sammy said, as he is usually a dog of courage. I live next door to Buck, and he said the dog barked just twice and tore out for the house, Sammy said, vowing to bait a trap or to snare the cause of the commotion. Theories on the identity of the creator of Cars Creek range from all kinds of varmints and cats. But Forrest Holliston's Hollsworth, who the photograph, hopes the photographic creator says that he knows that man who heard it howl or scream. A fellow went, back to, went to Beach Bend Park at Bowling Green and some kids were teasing a hyena. Holliston, where it said, An Animal made a noise just like you were Look at the one this man had heard in Robertson County. Well, if it's, if it's a hyena, it must be the laughing variety. So far, is the last laugh on county ce- citizens who are keeping a worry eye on the woods and whooping, hoping the critter isn't, a, isn't as big as a story is beginning to be circulated. June 30th, 1966. Farmer hears how Cross Creek critter on the prowl. Robertson County Times. Critters. The from the Cars Creek is still creeping around the countryside, and a legend is growing. A strange beast is more than the legend of, for Mr. and Mrs. Madison Farmer who lives in the, on the old Frank Anthony farm in the Cars Creek area of Robertson County. As a matter of fact, nothing will ever top the unusual carrying on at the farmer's place last week. On Thursday, Mr. and Mrs. Farmer were sitting on their portions about 9:30 p.m. when a strange cry. Or call shrieked from the direction of Cars Creek. I have never heard anything like that," explained Farmer, who is known, who is known as one of the country's top outdoorsmen,
1: hunting and riding horseback in the area for
0: years. It carried a high pitch, but it had a lot of volume to it. Farmer explained, and it didn't just sound, like, and it didn't just sound once, but about five or six times. Yes Okay. Okay. Um, Mr. Farmer, who prides himself as one on his ability to place direction of sound, said he sure that the cry or call came from across the creek on the Herbert Head farm next to Joe Burr's place. Thus begins another verified chapter in the growing legend of the strange creature. Which many claim is a, hy- a hyena that roams through creeks, spot bed and baffles the imagination of co- of, the of, of county citizens. Uh, Madison and I sat on the porch on the next on the next night to see if we could hear it again, but it never came. Mrs. Farmer said when hear heard. We heard a fox bark and other noises, but no sounds like we heard on Thursday. Farmer says that the neighbors in the area claims to have heard the call at the same time as farmers heard it on Thursday night. Additionally, one woman says she saw it on a log and it looked like a bear. Another farmer in the area, Bill Gerald, says the boy told the boys told him that the two of his dogs were killed mysteriously and and attributed to crater although although the animal has already has sparked in the second on as has sparked on search some uh, although the animal already has sparked on search by some 14 men in the robertson county civil defense union the by the farmers again localized creature fur owning by the owner of the farm next to where a farmer Place the animal is on the few people who have, who claim to have actually seen the critter. Describes it as a gray colored animal with a long nose and a bobtail. In the the same general area, others' reports have offered several strong evidence of these presence of animal, of an animal strange, several strong evidence of this presence of animal strange to the livestock, and, and dogs. Buck Evans of the of the area was feeding his hogs when they something had scared them so badly they wouldn't eat. called the critters defense, which is bad fortune on civil hunting to the area. Two of the searchers claimed to have heard an animal pass them and sneak splash across the creek. Similarly, on the civil defense searchers. Also lives in the area next door to Evans and says his dogs were discovering, discovered cowering against the screen door as if they had been beaten. On July seventh, nineteen sixty six will be critter hunters, ear farmers, warrior officers Jefferson County Times. No matter how large animal that renounced the critters No matter how large animal the renowned critter from Cross Creek turned out turned out to be he would stand, stand against the horrors of curious Robertson counties on um, County and <coughs> nightly descendants of the uh Who wrote this shit? God damn. <sighs> well basically they're freaking here's something. curious from no matter how large an, an animal, the renowned critter from Cross Creek turned out to be he won't stand a chance against the hordes of curious Roberson Countyans who not only descend on the Creeks Car- Cars Creek area. It is estimated that, the, that this past weekend brought the nightly avenue of 1,000 and cars to Graves Gravel Road in the car's Creek area where strange animals, which, strange animal, which you may believe is a hyena prowls and howls at night. Although it has been described as a large animal, the cat like paws, the farmers of the era of Robertson County police uh, the Robertson county police are more concerned with the seekers than the critter. The score of hundreds, someone some too young to be responsible are are sitting on the creek bed and surrounding property armed teeth with rifles and shotguns. An expiration farmers of the era point out it's getting accidentally. Pointing out that getting accidentally shot may not be the only hazard of a search for the crater of growing fame. Searchers are stomping through the bush and is known to be infested with snakes, many which are poisonous. Mainly turning off Highway 49 and heading up the gravel road by Cars Creek. Towards Highway 43, cars had so congested to the road that one night last weekend animals would spot. Albert Hadcox, who lived in the Carter Creek area, says he had surprised an animal Monday near the Fort Madison farmer property where last week the loud howling was heard. Icox says the animal was about 125 pounds and resembled an outline. His story set motion another search by the local County of Civil Defense Union, which already had beating the business which is one once an attempt to flush the critter. The Robinson County Times has had a flood of calls from the first and fourth districts, as well as other areas of the county, of people who claimed to have contact with the critter. Mister Missus Beverly McConaughey, thinking with her husband in the force of the eye, on the creek of Old New Chapel Road on Jordan Place, returned from a walk and found muddy paw print paw marks on the tablecloth have been less spread also miss, uh, missing was the first with the meat that had been left behind and also missing is anyone who had identified the paw marks on the cloth you can't identify uh, mrs bread wall first national District reveals that she has saw a thing that could be the critter back in March, April, or April. She had said she said it jumped in her pond and resembled a bear with little short ears. She also said it was grayish brown in color and cut, cut up her dogs. So the state saga of the critter from Cars Creek continues. Farms, farmers hoping it for an early capture, and local authorities keeping their fingers crossed no one is accidentally shot in the meanwhile this drawing this is, this is a drawing by mrs. Boone Bonnie Shields local artist based on descriptions of those who claim to have actually seen the so-called critter of Car Creek area of Arson County July 14th 7th, 1966. Search for the critter goes airborne. Charleston County Times Something new and modern has been added to the search for the so-called critter from the Cars Creek. Hunt will go airborne Saturday with WLAC Radio Nashville brings its helicopter to Arleston County for an aerial search for the suspected habit, habitat of a strange creature. Dr. Karen newscaster John Lashville will come to the Cars Creek area from Highway 49 to Highway 43. Hey, what? This is the general era where the reports of strange cries in the night have been created. Legend from about a strange beast of some kind. A so called search of the co sponsor by WLAC and her Austin County the Times will include the Times reports Beverly Connick who, s- who will report her findings in the story next week. Beverly is a com- the converted skeptic of the hotel, uh, which also been spawned by strange going-ons in the Cars Creek area. All this has been washed Beverly as a of cloth with a track of the critters showing clearly. Tracks were made in the Cars Creek area during a lull in a family picnic, when a family cloth was left as as continued on page 68, column 5. July twenty first, 1966, Mother Nature's Grounds, helicopter Search for Critter. Mother Nature must not be on the lookout for a cart, creek, critter, because if she let loose a good-sized weather from last Saturday prevented the Nashville WLAC radio helicopter from coming to Springfield to hunt our famous barn. No one was more disappointed than I. I, as all prepared from hell times readings about swooping down low over the treetop in the center in the creek area, in a mysterious movement in the bushes, and that suddenly there was a gray streak flashing across the field and it raised up on its hand Legs and sh- paws at us, but I didn't. I can't say all that because I never know, got up. Up. At any rate, <sighs> there was a nice gathering out on the local airport Saturday. One hand, on hand, represented W.L.A.C. Reper- program director Mark Richard and announcer Jake Jack Butler. It kept the public telephone busy. Calls to WLAC and on-air announced. There, Jack interviewed several people out there, and most of them said, "Sure, there's a critter out there or something." Chances are, when our WLAC friends returned to Nashville, they took back less skeptics, and they brought up. Some of our local officials and dignitaries were on hand, including May- Mayor Travis Prince, Judge Earl Swan, and family attorney general Jim Porter, Judge Bob West. And two beauty queens added to add to Nate Festival's SDBs Miss Jeanine Oliver and Dairy Princess, and Miss Betty Brown, fairies of the fair and Miss C. Beautiful. Meanwhile, back to the center, back to the clear report. News has come up coming that there was a peacock killed out in the area. They're noted for loud, shrill screams, but they are but well, they aren't great and large and don't have pointed doses in a bob tail. Tom Cobbs saw a large, gray critter in the area. He lives out there, too. He can't identify, but he can't identify his critter. He says it because it was because of a mangy stray dog, and he knows for sure. says see, Mr. Cobb has lived out there for years, and says he has never seen or heard anything out of the ordinary, with a few baying dogs every now and then. Whatever happens this year, can long be remembered as of the year the critter came to Robertson County. Just hope it can remember that it's in years to come as the years critters Start coming to Robertson County. Okay. July twenty eighth, nineteen sixty six. Elusive critter still at large remains remain a calf. The fritter of the critters began to prove the false lead. Last Monday, the carcass of an animal fitting approximately the size of the Cars Creek crater was found by Wal- Walter Stark of Cooper, t- Cooper Town Road. Carol Fisher, County Rabies Officer, and Charles Mink, says Game Warden, were summoned to the scene. They put a few bones together and declared they had never seen such an animal as they supposed that to be. So some of the remains were taken to the biology department of the Tennessee Game and Fish Department in Nashville for identification and for classification. Meanwhile, the citizens who had heard the rumor the critter had been found waved with baited breath for news of what the critter was. Some people heard the critter had been found dead wondered what he could, what he could have died of. Others said it was not no doubt he died of fright. Then came the news: our critter was a premature, white-faced calf. So the true whereabouts of the car-street critter remains shrouded in mystery. No one know, no one had seen or heard a couple, him a couple of weeks. At least, if anyone has heard, they haven't reported it. December 1st, 1956, critter may be a coyote, Carson County Times. Could elusive creature creators have been spotted from time to time in Robinson County by a, a variety of old Canis Latrons family? The Candy Coyote of the Southwest has been reported in park number, in pack numbers, enough to be troublesome traw- in Lincoln County. A county, a coyote is said to be the smartest environment in the world. He's difficult to trap or hunt. The average coyote litter is seven kits, but females have been checked with as many as 19 youngsters in a den. Any rate of reproductivity in the area could be possibly be running over with farmers soon if our critter has a mate. Maybe we luck a, maybe we luck if they're only one, but if a friend, but if a friend finds this critter could be a big trouble. When they hunt in packs, are able to take a heavy toll on deer. They're a pesky a lot, no matter how you look at it. There has been no parts on critter, critters, really, and let's hope it stays that way. Maybe he just, maybe he wasn't a coyote, just a plain old critter, and there was, and there's no critter like a dated one, or Cody either, for that matter. September 29th, 1966. She county folks have cried, county folks have cried wolf. Charleston County Times. A letter on the way from Burn. Burman may have shed some light on a possible origin of Robinson County Cars Creek crater. Sergeant B. J. C. who is the son of Mrs. Bell, State of Springfield, is stationed at the American Embassy in Burnham and has received some clippings on the Times-centered critter stories. Sears sent the Times a letter and a clipping from a Rangoon Burman paper on an animal known as, well just as a muscular wolf. For 20 years, scientists have believed that the animal could be extinct, but well, on July 21st 25th of this year, a Tasmanian farmer stumbled on a recently abandoned den of animals. and in college and collected some hair, turned them over to Dr. Eric Guller of the Zoological, Zoology Department of the University of Tasmania Island State of Australia, who examined the hairs and confirmed that they have belonged to the most probable wolf. Dr. Guell's article given several descriptions of the parallel. Description given by Robert Robertson Callions, the Cross Creek Crater. According to Dr. of the animal has kangaroo-like hind legs and front legs, like most of the quadruped animals, and is believed to progress in sort of a lopsided gait. It may be aided to escape fairly long leaps, but it's not as fast as a runner as, as, a, a, runner as say, a deer or a wolf. Its jaws are very developed, and the gaps of the rows is similar. And it's simple, enormous. The fourth foot has five toes, but the hind foot is only four. The body length is about 44 inches. The lynx is usually light brown with stripes about 16 dark brown across the Posterioris of the body. Early white settler in Tasmania called it amount others, other things, the Tasmanian hyena. It's predator. It predated on lamb, poultry, and other livestock. It sounded like as, it sounded like our weird creature, similar to those of a wolf. It is a chiefly nocturnal animal. Now, does that sound like the Crossfree Critter? Could a Mustaple Wolf be the Crossfree Critter? Tasmania has been, un- they've gone unsighted for two, for years, and unreli- reliable. Uh, then a reliable person will report glimpses of them. Kind of like Russian and Speculating on how a Mustaple Wolf, common to Tasmania or Australia 10,000 years ago, across a great span of waters and winds up in Tennessee is a mind-twister indeed. Letting the imagination go up, go on, could envision the ammo perched on a log crossing the Atlantic, getting caught in the Gulf Stream waters coming up the Mississippi River into the Tennessee River, find an entrance to Carter Creek that simply emptied to Tennessee, eventually, floating out into our country. Possible, you say? So, when you think about it, it, was the discovery of electricity and invention of the light bulb. I thought on, I thought a former Robson County and Floyd Evans Jr. is now a pilot for Trans World Airlines and lives in Paramus, New Jersey. He flies all over the world, He's maybe even to Tasmania sometimes or to Australia. Could he have packed up a mustard grill wolf and spotted it on his mother's place. Ms. Mrs. Floyd Evans Sr. near the car creek vicinity. However, whatever it's nice to know that animals generally fitting description of our career does exist somewhere, and most m- more mystery just makes a better story for the, the grandchildren. you think it's the Tasmanian it Devil or a Wolf? Okay, so that was the uh, Carl Street crit- So that was the Car Street Crater. next one
1: oh wait okay oh,
0: white screamer of white bluff by Megan orchet on November 11th 2016. White Bluff, Tennessee is a small town in, Tix- in Dixon County. The population of just over 3,000 people, the town is often a quiet and reserved. Everyone knows each other and just like any small town, there are certain quirks and stories that old town residents are happy to pass down with others interested enough to listen. The town itself are out of a Civil War Union Army encampment was initially constructed as a fort in 1806 and later an Alharn Forge. For a few years, the farm had grown and included mills and businesses. A town quickly built for for only spanning about six square miles of land, visitors are often drawn to the area to visit the Montgomery Bell State Park and Interstate Packing Airport. While stories commonly circulate about the war war and effort made by the town, one story that quickly catches any listener's attention is that of a La Llorona, or this white screamer. While the origin of the creature woman is unknown, many of the stories remain the same. Strange woman has a scream that would drive anyone unlucky enough to hear it straight to a mental breakdown. Some speculate that the white screamer is an exotic animal that escapes a travelling circus was passing through town, carrying off their repercussions when they could not quickly restrain the beast, they opted to leave it and hurry to the next town. Others say this no early creature that could cause damages of the white screamer, and said it's just it an unearthly apparition that could wander aimlessly. Others say it is a banshee that missed the horrible cries. The white screamer haunts the white bluff area, often terrifying the hikers, hikers and hunters who stumble upon it. Even drivers and walkers have bad experiences with the strange creature. They are described the same as, they all describe the same type of beast. It is usually hunched over like a sand completely erect. Often is found hunting or discovered after the death of dogs or calves. Despite the origin, a misty form seen to appear screams like a woman in great distress. Those unlucky enough to hear it can only listen for a, matter, for a matter of a second before they are driven completely insane. Those lucky enough to escape have returned with non-believers only find a spot of charred grass where the figure had once appeared. Many were not lucky Many were not lucky and suffered greatly at the hands of the horrible beast. In the early 1920s, a young man set up a small home and farm with his wife and seven children. On occasion, they would wake up to the sound of a blood-curdling scream. The children would be insolvable when the man could no longer handle the night calls. He got out on the evening carrying his rifle. He climbed nearby hills where he had heard a sound but found nothing. When he decided to give up and turn back, he, he did finally hear screams. Unfortunately, there were not screams that had led the man on his church. He, later, he ran as fast as he could back to his house where it was too late. The screams, <laughs> the screams he heard were those of his family, and now the bodies lay strewed all over the cabin. Pieces scattered everywhere, or houses and graves, can still be found in the hollow White bluff. Okay, sad, very sad for the family. Werewolf Springs The werewolf of Werewolf Springs, the cryptic creature, always describes as a werewolf, long reported roaming the wooded area in and around Burns, Tennessee, as well as Montgomery Bell State Park, or of Dixon County. Initial reports place it on the area and time frame just before the American Civil War. Supposedly, a pack grew a family of the creatures escaped from the cages, while others being transformed Transported on a circus train. So what's a circus train? Encounters are rare and thankful, thankfully brief. Reports of an unusual howling and snarling are sometimes noted in the area. Signs usually occur in very close proximity to a local cemetery named Hall's Cemetery, which over the years acquired the name Werewolf Springs. Bottom. Um, a and individual topics which relate to decrypt, even compromise, and share past part of the legend of the werewolf, werewolf springs. Details are presented in chapter style in the form of tabs, so the reader may flip through each to learn more to it in its story. Most signs convey the typical physical characteristics commonly associated with werewolves, though a few differ somewhat. The there were there, the werewolf is almost always reported as standing upright and walks bipedally on its hind legs. It is rather small, so it is rather tall, between 6 feet, 6 foot to 8 15, to 8 foot. It is often reported to be of a large physical build, having large chest, having a large chest, and a very strong, and being very strong. Not only counterclaims the creature broke down the wood, wooden door of a local log cabin to attack the person inside. Very few reports claim aggressive behavior. Most say that the creature is only confrontational as through defensive of its territory. No recent sightings report any type of attack. Some reports state that even though it walks and runs upright, like a man, it can run on all fours like a wolf. It comes to needs to move quickly. Speed on all fours is said to be incredibly fast, much faster than a wolf. Due to continued sightings being reported over such extended period of time, over 160 years, conjecture says that the werewolf may be part of a multi pack or family. Others believe the werewolf is supernatural in origin, perhaps being a demon or spirit. There are no known reports of the werewolf being sighted by demons who inhabit the area prior to the 1850s now to date no person aware described it as a bigfoot or other ape like cre- cryptid, it has always been described as a canine human not ape human uh, Mcnair cut every version of the ta- tale of the world of aware of strange places beginning of the legend in the 1850s the legend itself came into to be because of one very important uh, feature, a local railroad. It is well-known fact that the years just prior to the American Civil War, local railways railways were in heavy use for all forms of shipping. Dependable roads were practically non-existent in many years. There were no paved roads. No government entities existed to build and maintain roads in areas other than big cities. Small towns had all had roads only because their citizens took it upon themselves to build and maintain them by hand, using shovels and picks and other assorted hand tools. Roadway conditions were at the mercy of the weather and repairs and maintenance were dependent upon there being people available and willing to repair them. Travel by roadway for most purposes was impractical, nothing remotely resembling the highway systems we know enjoy. We now enjoy what exists for almost 75 years in most towns. Since practically all travel and shipping relied on trains, tens of thousands of miles of tracks had to be laid across the nation to allow trains to carry their cargo from town to town. Quite frequently, obstacles and hardships arose. When the railroad companies were building the railway in this area in the 1830s, they encountered a very large hill with steep sides. After reviewing their options, it was deemed impossible for a train to climb such a steep hill. So, laying track next track over top of the hill would be useless. Digging a tunnel, tunnel through the hillside would be too dangerous, too time-consuming, and too expensive. Railway designers finally decided it would be easier to just dig a valley through the hillside, and continue light tracks as usual. Construction engineer who designed the project and oversees it. The place that was named McNair for sort of the valley. Now, naturally, became known as McNair Cut because of her, of, as he cut through the hillside. McNair Cut would come play a pivotal role and start the legend. Circus train. There are a few variations of the tale of the werewolf of Werewolf Springs, but in general, the story goes as follows. Back in the 1850s, a train owned and operated by Cornhog Circus was traveling through Barnes Tennessee, bound for Nashville when the circus schedule was scheduled to form in the coming days. Some version of the legend says the train was in poor repair and broke down on the track, but most versions of the legend says there's a problem with the rails of the train itself. In those times of the 1800s, train tracks maintenance was difficult, so the rails could very well have been faulty. Also, stories have circulated that the Union Army was sabotaged, sabotaging southern railways in the years just prior to the Civil War. Regardless of the exact cause, the train left the track in the era known as McNair Cut. An assuming train wreck, box cars overturned, and some spilled their cargo out into the grounds around the tracks. Some animal cages broke open, of which the cages contained the creature, which would become the legend of with springs. Some version of the legend says that the train was carrying a wild man from Borneo which was a known circus sideshow attraction about that time. Yet, in reality, the wild men of Borneo were actually just two exceptionally strong brothers who were dwarfs. They performed in famous circus owner P.T. Barnum's traveling freak show. They could not have been aboard the Cornhawk train. So, exactly was aboard the train is uncertain. Whatever these things were, they seemed to be part animal and part man. They were large and wild and difficult to control. They thus, kept in cages at all times. It is said that they were incredibly strong and easily harm anyone who was unfortunate enough to get too close to the cages. Over the next day or so, circus employees, training personnel, and local townsfolk managed to capture all escaped circus animals and turned him to the train, except the wild man of Borneo were nowhere to be found. Another train soon arrived to help, and after some makeshift repairs and reloading of the cargo, the train, its occupants, and its cargo were back en route to the next booking. It was not long after that the sightings of the creature began. Immediately to the west of McNair's Cut, is an expansive forest area, rich with small wild game such as deer, rabbits, Squirrels and other small prey. There are many streams underground, there are are many streams, underground springs, and even a small lake located here, as well as numerous underground caves. This is a perfect place to pack for a pack of wild carnivorous creatures to take up residence. Hall Cemetery. Amongst the wide and forested land near west of McNair's Cut lay several farms, some owned by members of the Hall family. In 1854, Hall established a family cemetery on a parcel of their their farmland. Other families in the community, amidst the Reeders, the Bakers, and others, were also buried there. They were neighbors for all. After all, some members of each family married through the 1800s. In time, the cemetery took its name for those who owned the land, Hall Cemetery. Very near the cemetery runs a large stream, which leads back to the forest area, going to underground springs and places. Along the banks of the stream, a few locations, are caves, probably caves by the running springs flowing up on the ground. These caves are said to be the hiding places of the werewolves. Caves aren't huge caverns, but instead are more room-sized. No one has mapped them out, nor determined if they are interconnected in some form or fashion. Those that visit the cemetery and the area surrounding it say there is an uneasy presence with hands un- unimpotently over the area. They say that they hear strange noises, unlike those made by known animals in the area. Some have reported hearing frightening howls and strange growling sounds, very unlike those made by ordinary dogs. Thus, over the years, the territory itself has gained a nickname. Based off the streams and springs and waterways that run nearby, it's officially named Werewolf Springs. 1973 Encounter Probably the most detailed of the sightings is this, in Bernstein Sea, during the summer of 1973, two children, a boy, age 8, and his sister, age 7, told their parents about seeing a dog man in their backyard. According to the children, they were playing in the backyard when they heard notice a very large dog-like creature exit the tree line near the house. It was almost hairless, with very thin and exceptionally long legs or a dog-type animal, it walked on all fours. As children watched, it approached a compost pile used by a family for disposing of food waste. Where it rummaged through the pile of scraps, it soon stood upright on its hind legs and used its front legs to dig through the pile. The children said that instead of having paws on its front legs, it had stubby hands with individual fingers. It dug up into the pile, pulling out items which held. Up oh, to its snout to smell, it ate some of the items it freed from the compost pile. The children claimed that the cryptid brought the food items directly to its mouth, like a person eating, and never lowered its snout down to the food items to eat like a dog or a wolf eats. The children says that the soon soon began whispering to each other about the creature, and only at this time did they the creature seem to lies the children were present. It stared at them for a long moment as if studying them. It said it turned its back towards the tree line, still standing upright, and ran away on its hind legs in the same direction from which it came. The children said they were frightened while it simply scavenged through the compost pile, but when it turned and looked directly at them it was when the counter turned scary, watching as it ran away upright and swing its arms back and forth and shooting it to its legs. How a person runs, obtained their balance was also frightening. is the World of War of Springs. Oh boy, oh, okay. Oh, uh, sweet second too. Oh man. Next up is Bigfoot, the foot vol monster, Tennessee, 1997. August, Georgia Chronicle, April 6, 1977, Tennessee Bigfoot, the Fellow, by E.G. Randall Floyd, Special Columnist. Here's a Bigfoot attacking cars and trying to snatch little children in Tennessee foothills. Exactly what the Flintville monster is or where it came from remains a mystery, but more than two decades of science and terrifying encounters have left many people convinced that the creature is not only real but dangerous as well more in two decades of science and terrifying creatures with a massive hairy beast that left the folks of Flintville, Tennessee, about 70 miles west of Chattanooga, convinced that the creature is not only real, but dangerous. The thing is so big it can easily hurt somebody, complained Ned Sinclair, a farmer who knows how many heads of our, of our livestock has gone missing because of it. So far, no one has been hurt by the Flintville monster, which often lays behind sixteen inch footprints in a foul, skunk-like order, but are those who claim to have had close calls. One man said a seven-foot-tall hairy monster chased him to the woods, howling and screeching at him like an ape. A woman said she hid on the floorboard when a similar creature attacked her car. One, On at least one occasion, a child was nearly kidnapped by a thing with long, hairy arms. Charleston began in 1976, when a woman told the place that a giant hairy monster broke her automobile antenna and jumped onto the roof of her car and began bouncing up and down. When woman's stories made news, other citizens stepped forward to describe similar encounters. Several creatures were reported in the early 1980s, including one by a plumber who said his truck's windshield was smashed by a monster and another by a housewife who had a black hairy creature pacer her inside her house and beat on the door. In 1989, a church pastor complained that something had destroyed the windshield antenna on his car. The same week, a group of teens reported a large man-like ape lopping across a field at the edge of town. Of all the stories, however, none can match this nearly tragic drama related by Jean, by Jenny Robertson. On April 26, 1976, Mrs. Robinson's four-year-old son, Gary, playing in the yard, and his mother heard him scream. As she ran outside to investigate, she, she became conscious of a foul ordered reminder of a skunk or dead rats. She saw a huge ape-like figure bounding across the yard towards the house. It was seven or eight feet tall, she told investigators. It seemed to be all covered hair. He reached out his long hairy arms towards Gary and came within a few inches of him. The forward, the shaky beast could grabbed child. His terrified mother snatched him up, darted inside the house, and locked the doors. When she got up, enough courage to look out the window, she saw a big black shape disappearing into the woods. As she reported an incident to the police, swarms of lawmen and hunters, Descended on her property, armed with shotguns and rifles. They resolved to track down and kill the creature. Throughout the night, they combed the woods on the outskirts of town. They never found anything but on at least two occasions the creature screamed at them and pelted them with rocks. The next day, the hunters found more 16-inch footprints as well as hairs, blood, and mucus. The hair was tentatively analyzed, but it could not be identified. No signs have been reported since 1933, thus the main creature has gone away. I doubt it, said M- Mrs. Robertson. She has gone into hiding for a while. Throughout the South, from Arkansas to Virginia, reports of monsters resembling Bigfoot continue to reach the desks of law enforcement officers and park rangers. Most signs can be dismissed as hoaxes or illusions triggered by poor visibility or unsteady imaginations. A few, like the Flintfield monster, cannot be explained away. dude this is a uh, quick last story oh well known to be those who freaking area of the stories of the beast of lBL everyone knows know someone who has someone who has seen it but first-hand accounts seem to be scarce. Far back as immigrant sellers' tales have been told of a wolf-like dog-man-creature that walks on two legs. Legend has it, it's from ferocious creatures who terrorize farm animals in LA, in LA, and leave the in-L.A. terrified farmers watching them. Just behind the curtains. Anyway. Uh, where we at? About two hours? Okay. Uh... Well, let's, uh, Thank you for everyone on Facebook and everyone else for giving me some tips on Tennessee cryptids and such. Uh, before I go, I'm going to take a quick like alien. Uh humanoid sighting in Tennessee, Clarksville, Tennessee. A man in, southern, in northern Tennessee on Thursday says he saw a humanoid. Says he saw a 48-year-old Eric Snyder says he's walking in his kitchen at 5:30 a.m. on January 17th when he encountered the bean. I noticed through my big window about 20 feet outside, I saw a black creature. Snyder told KTLA News. He turned to look at me and within a millisecond, it was gone. The man says the creature was black, about 7 to 9 feet tall, had pointed ears, and a big hump on its back. Snyder says he has never seen anything like this odd, anything this odd before. Two years ago, multiple people in Tennessee claimed to have seen an unknown four-legged creature with a human face. face. Uh, Jasper, Tennessee. Multiple people in Tennessee claimed to have seen an unknown four-legged creature with a human-like face. Brady, who provided a last name, was omitted for a privacy. For a privacy purposes, says he was walking with three other people just behind the property in Marion County when he spotted a creature the night of July 31st. We were on a trail in a wooded area close to the field. Eyewitness told Thomas Markham. Brady described the creature as a short but fairly large and wide animal with a hairy body and a human-like face coming towards them. Its face was round and had a little hair on it, she said. It matches the description from the cave signs, said Brady. There was no there was not a photographic evidence provided by, by the eyewitnesses. Signs allegedly lasted about ten seconds, and Brady did not respond what the creature poorly walking towards them dead next. So the fifteen, a four foot long four legged creature with a hairless human face that looked like a venture of a Bigfoot was probably seen by a woman in a cave of Hamlin County, Tennessee. She also claimed that inside the cave she found what appeared to be a 16th century document written in by Italian explorer Amerigo Vespucci. Markham, who says she has been investigating the paranormal for over 20 years, also featured two YouTube videos to follow up investigating containing more images of the cave and allegedly found documents. He believes the new sighting could have added new information to the possibility of the reappearance of the distinct giant ground sloth. The megatherium was an elephant-sized sloth named to South America, the to have disappeared by evidence of the, by the end of the Pleistocene. Some may not, not know the sloth bones were discovered close to the location of the cave, said Malcolm. It could be possible that creatures moved into large cave systems found in Kentucky and Tennessee. After October, a in October of 2014, a man from Australia calls himself Nephilim Hunter captured an image of what he called a Nephilim creature attached to the roof of an unexplosed cave in Douglas Shire. In 2013, a woman calling the radio show Coast to Coast claimed to have lived in a cave with a Bigfoot for three weeks in Tacoma, Washington. In a late August of 2014, a cave explorer told longtime Bigfoot podcaster. Reverend Jeffrey Keeley about was a scanner with a Sasquatch in a cave in Tennessee. Marion County used to rely on coal and iron mining of the 21st century and has a population of 30,000. Uh, a driver comes upon a kangaroo-like creature in Tennessee, two years ago. Uh, Named Edgar Zayas, Email admitted by conspiracy news for privacy reasons, uh, 33, cat dispatcher from Johnson County, Tennessee. Uh, signing was in Elizabethan, t- Tennessee, It happened on signing took place on June 23, 2018, approximately 1.20 a.m. It lasts about for a few seconds. Well, what we're you doing at the time of sighting it was not me that has sighting the full event is below. This is an account of a cryptid that occurred on the morning of June 3rd, 2018, around 1.20 a.m. approximately. To begin, I need to explain that I am a cab dispatcher, and sighting happened to a passenger that was being driven home by one of the dri- my drivers. They were going... From Johnson City, Tennessee, where we are based to customer's home in Elizabethan. My driver did not see the cryptid in question due to him being attracted by the car, regularly in front of him, swerving to avoid it. A female passenger in his cab acts upon passing the spot where the car hadn't swerved if my driver had seen it. When he told her he had not, he described the creature she described the creature as something about two feet tall, running at a rate of speed across the road on only his hind legs had the overall body shape of a kangaroo. She said the creature was running towards the woods. To the best of my knowledge and research, this is the first sight of anything like this in or around this area of Tennessee. There have, uh, have however, been other signs of other creatures ranging from the Birdman of Haunton to the Tennessee Wildman, and even several possible Sasquatch sightings, including a possible winged Bigfoot creature. What did it look like? Describe this little features of what we saw. About two feet tall, running at high speed. Have speed. you had a sight before? Yes. There was a kangaroo? Someone seen a kangaroo? Teacher spots a thunderbird on Tennessee. A man in Mary County says a man in Man County says he saw an identified bird. He believes he could, could be a thunderbird. Forty-three-year-old teacher L. Boyles told All the news driving when he saw the animal at about 1:30 p.m. October twenty eighth. It was light brown and the wingspan was ten to twelve feet, he said. Burrell's claims that sightings lasted about one minute, they had never seen anything like it before. The bird he has was feathered. He did not mention any features about its head or neck. Another bird, also known as rock, is a novel creature used by Native Americans, referred to bird like creatures with reptile features that are featured to be related to the extinct pterosaurs. In eighteen ninety, Arizona newspaper, Tombstone Eltaf got So someone's going test see Autistic recent swirl by Bigfoot. Man spots giant Tasman Tiger in Tennessee. Um, uh, Michael, a thirty year old counselor from Hamilton County, told Cryptology News that he was driving interstate seventy five earlier this month when he spotted the unified creature. I was riding in the passenger seat, my wife. Was driving, kind said, we were taking our four-year-old son to have dental surgery. I uh, Look up at the tiered ridge mountain, mountain, and seeing this animal next to a full-grown deer, just seven feet from it. And then he added, he initially thought the animal was just a coyote. I didn't realize it was not. I tried to tell myself it was just a coyote, but I never seen anything that looked like that, especially its size. King said the animal was taller than a deer his face is at it looked like a mixture of a fox a wolf and a cat with short hair and a long tail like a rat he also claimed that it was not a cougar he believes it was about to pounce on a deer it reminded me of a Tasmanian tiger it looked like something that scaled the face of a rocky cliff with no effort because he did muscles and this thing a body big body skinny but not unhealthy muscular like a puma or a large cat slender Long face, 20 ears, slanted dark eyes, very long tail, very large. The thylacine, commonly known as the Tasmanian tiger, was the largest carnivorous most people known to date. Native to Australia, New Guinea, and Tasmania, thylacine came extinct in the 20th century mainly due to human extermination action. course, some new science from the these areas service frequently, but the lack of evidence against animal misidentification. It is not common for a similar sightings to be reported in the American continent. Making me wonder what's really out there in the North American woods, said Michael. Interstate 75, the seventh largest interstate highway connects the Great Lakes and the southeastern areas of the United States. Man and claims Bigfoot tried to break into a residence. Police says a man in Sullivan County arrested their assistance last Saturday night after claiming a Bigfoot creature was trying to break into his Bloomingdale Road residence. A caller, who had armed himself with a knife to fight the purported beast, said there was someone outside and banging on the front door. According to dispatchers, the blows were so hard that a picture had been knocked off the inside wall. An officer who was seen to investigate the incident was able to find the cause, was able to find the cause of the ruckus. It is not clear whether the man was intoxicated. This is not the first time that someone reported an incident of this nature to authorities. Back in May, a man called an emergency operator after recently driving his car through a ditch and claimed an animal was attacking the occupants of the vehicles seconds prior to the call being dropped. In 1996, a Washington state resident called a 911 call stating there was Something big and black, it looked like a man staring staring at him in his backyard. The man also claimed his dog recently had recently been mysteriously killed. Um I think i will play that for you. I will uh, put that call uh, that call from Washington State. Uh with someone or something.
1: Out here. Do you see what it was? One person or
0: an animal? Or? I can't tell. All I know I, mean, I don't know if it was, just it ran across the yard. Okay.
1: You've had problems in the neighborhood for Yeah, my dog was killed or just recently. I don't know what it was, whatever it is. It's running. Couldn't catch it if I was going to taste it whatever it was. getting it and I'm out uh, here, come through the window now, and I don't see anything. I don't want to go outside. just Christ, you better <laughs> see ya.
0: Hello? somebody out. What's going on now, sir? That thought of a
1: bitch is about
0: six
1: foot nine, I don't know. You see him now, sir? Yes, I'm looking right, right at him. Uh-oh. Okay, hang on. He's right You he in your sir? Yeah, got he's big. Okay, what's he say your yard? He's looking big.
0: Huh? This guy is on his foot. I don't know. Is he a big, real big person?
1: That's all I can say. Okay, it is a it is a person. Yeah, just was a person somebody really big. Is
0: he it or he black? He's all black and big. He is big. Urban cryptic encounters are rare, but reports are increasing every year. Earlier in May, a man from Hills- Hillsboro told Crystal News they had a similar animal picking through the window outside his home. In March, a child in Tucky claimed animal that looked like a monkey or an ape had washed him through his bedroom window. In June, an Ohio woman came forward to tell a story about kidnappings as a child that was probably conducted by a group of Bigfoots. Just last August, a 40-year-old truck driver from Utah told, told Cryptology News he had seen something that looked like a Bigfoot apart parked at a truck stop in the city of Thule. Mm. Yeah. I
1: think that's going to be it.
0: Hope you have a good day. Good weekend. And uh, thank you for listening, everyone. And please join me next week when we go into uh, Tennessee, Utah, I think. Next month is Utah. Next week be Utah.
1: Keep your eye open in time
0: for Thank you for listening to this episode of Monster Legend Podcast. You can find most, everything you need to know about Monster Legend Podcasts at monsterlegendpodcast.com. There you'll find the social media feed, episodes, and where you can subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. It's all free, it's all available on your computers and Mobile devices. So check it out. And thank you. And share with your friends. And don't be afraid to ask me any questions in any comments or a voice message, which you can find in the link down below in the show notes. Thank you.
1: if you don't win your first bet place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotion promotional offer not available in washington dc